Yeah, baby. Welcome to the podcast at the end of the murder at the end of the world. My name is Axel. You're listening to me and Andy, my partner on this journey of crime figuring outing. And we are talking about the new Brit Marling and Zal Bamanklidge. I just learned how to pronounce his name. TV show called A Murder at the End of the World on FX on Hulu. Today, we're going to be talking about episodes one and two. They drop together. Subsequently, we'll be here each and every week until the end when I get to sing no more podcast. Um, but you've been hearing my voice. Let's say hi to Andy real quick. Andy, how you doing? I am fantastic. I'm this is a I. We've got a lot to talk about. I can't wait to talk about this show. It's I'm I'm literally podcasting from the end of the world right now in the middle of nowhere in Minnesota. So, but let's 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 do it. Let's talk. Yeah, <laughs> this, about re- this show. The, all the the Iceland stuff reminded me of uh, of of your fields out there. But um, it it will look like that here, and well, hopefully not for another month or two. But it will look very similar to some of the scenes in here. A little more beautiful looking in Iceland though than here. Yeah. Well. Hey, when you've got the billions, you can make it look nice, baby. But um, we are both excited to talk about this show. Two episodes have dropped, as I've said. If you're unfamiliar with us, we're from the DVR Podcast Network. You can check us out at dvrpodcast.com. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash DVR. Now, we've been covering TV and film for almost 15, more than 15 years. We started with Lost. We did Game of Thrones, of course. More recently, Mayor of Kingstown, Rabbit Hole, Mindhunter, so many other shows. Go to DVRpodcast.com and check out all the shows that we've done. Andy and I are currently doing, oh, Westworld, which we did together too, Andy, right? That's right. right. We shouldn't forget Westworld, gone but not forgotten, maybe revived for a fast channel to suck some ad revenue out of the world. But uh, we're also currently doing a podcast called Around the Couch, which is an NFL podcast. So uh, we, we get into the boys club there and have some fun doing that each week with Brett and Heath Solo. But we're yeah, here. I was going to say, if you don't like our voices, their voices are a lot more entertaining than ours a lot of times. So they're, yeah. it's worth turning in just to hear those two. I don't know about that, Andy. Come well, on. Let's not give you right. too much credit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> they won't listen to this anyway. So we're okay. <laughs> yeah, I talked to Solo today. He hasn't watched Murder at the End of the World yet. He definitely should be watching it. But I know you've watched it. We're going to dive into the show. Um, I have been a huge fan of Britt Marling. Since way back in the day, um, Another Earth, her early projects, then when her and uh, Zal got together and uh, did a couple of movies and, of course, did the OA, which I was a huge fan of. Um, I, I love their style. I love the weirdness, the artist, the I was going to just say the art because it is the artistic nature of the way they work and the way they roll things out. I think that they're unique in the way they have people speak. They're great dialogue writers. Um, I think Zal's a great director and we saw he directed one of these episodes and Britt Marling, this was the first time she ever directed before, um, directed, I believe it was the first episode 
So if you are liking this show and you want to watch more of what they've done, watch the East, watch the sound of my voice, which is incredible. Watch the OA, which is also incredible. They're much stranger maybe than this show, but we don't know that yet, do we? We've only seen two episodes. Andy, what's your background with these two? Have you watched all the stuff that I talked about? Well, I'm actually coming to this show from a little different place than what you are. I obviously know who Britt Marling is, but I don't really, I haven't really seen much of her stuff. I saw Another Earth, and I remember her mainly from an episode that she guested on Community, which is not, I mean, never talked about in her in her, <laughs> in her filmography, but I never watched the OIA. I never, I've. I know that they're weird. I know that they're, there's other, a lot of their other movies that I've heard, the less you know about them going in, the better. Yeah. I came into this show because of a different reason, and it's because of FX. I to, to me, FX should be seen on equal footing as HBO or the network formerly known as HBO. Shows like um, most of my favorite shows of the last 10, 15 years are from FX. The Bear, uh, The Shield, What We Do in the Shadows, Justified. The Americans. I mean, it's the list goes on and on and on. I just anything with FX, I am ready. I am almost always in for. So FX is mainly what brought me here more than what Rick Marling did, uh, to be honest. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's fun. I think it's great to discover um, some creators like this. And I think that's what I hope. My hope when I saw that this show was coming out, it made me very excited because I said, oh, wow. That means a lot of people are going to go back and watch Another Earth, The Sound of My Voice, OA, The East, um, I Origins, which was another very interesting film that Britt Marling did. Um, she's only acted in 15 productions, okay? And she's, well, that's the films. There's some there's some TV stuff, like you said, that, she's, that she did too. Uh, actually, that's included in there. It's only 15 yep. total. So at one point, when Another Earth came out in 2011, she was labeled a bit of an it girl. And yeah, she, she was supposed to be the next big. Yes. The next bit. Yeah, right. Yep. It, for sure, it girl. And she was in two films, Arbitrage. Arbitrage. <laughs> I can't pronounce that. Arbitrage. Arbitrage with Richard Gere and the company you keep. Um both in 2012 that oh, was you know what i think i've seen the company you keep yeah robert redford um, yes and i guess she decided i've been trying to do some research and read about her but i didn't find too much about this but i guess she decided I i'm not going to do this you know i'm gonna and she went back and did the east and she met zal at georgetown so they've known each other a long time they're not together the internet is rife with rumors I think much like the characters that they create, they keep their own. They're a little mysterious, kind of. I've been, I've been reading some articles. There was an interesting variety article I read that was kind of um, a, that just came out. Uh, that's about this show, of course, but also their history together. Just in two very interesting artistic people, which I think comes across in this show um, right away. It just blew me away. I love these two episodes. It was, I think a lot of people who are fans of theirs, especially coming from the OA, you think, oh, this show is going to be very strange. And you notice I'm not talking a lot about what those movies and the OA is about, <laughs> Andy, and I'm not well, going and to. That's, 
you know, I've read a few articles about the show here just to kind of familiar yourself. And some of the things I have seen say I literally knew nothing about the OA other than that it was sci-fi and it was weird. And just a few of the little stills I've seen in some of the articles from the OA, I'm like, I, I should probably watch. And the whole reason I didn't watch it wasn't because I didn't want to. It was because I know it got canceled before it finished. So then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to. I'm not going to dig into it because I'm I'm guessing I will love it. And judging, that, that's not judging really by true. these first. Well, judging by the first two episodes, I probably will go back and watch more of their stuff now, just Good. because I I it's, it's already going to accomplish what what you were just talking about. So yeah, I, I don't really agree with that. I think that the OA had a great ending. It so, did. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't. I I think there's some. It's fine the way it. I, I and I I'm not quite sure if they didn't think that that was going to be because it could have ended after the first season kind of too. Because it's okay. it's not searching, just like that's something about a murder at the end of the world. We're engaged now in a murder mystery. Who did it? Why did they do it? What's the history, the background of these characters, right? But is that really what we're trying to figure out here? That's my real question entering into this and entering into the podcast and talking about it. I find it very interesting. And our friend Bubba over at the Double P Podcast Network is doing one of their whodunits. Um, and you should check out. I'll put the link in the Double P. I was actually just listening to it before we started the show so okay. I could steal all of his ideas. I was going to say, I I literally just finished his podcast like 30 seconds before I before I got. That was why I was like two minutes late because I wanted to finish his podcast first. So, yes, yes I, it's very excellent as always. Oh, the best. Um, let's they call it a let's solve. So now he's doing let's solve a murder at the end of the world. Um, and I don't but I don't feel like we're really going at it that way. Right. Like we're going to try to figure it out. We're going to have a lot of theories on it. A lot of theories, because that's what I love, going back to Lost Mythos Theory Cast people. <laughs> that's how I first started listening to you way back in the day, was because yep. your whole Lost podcast was about theories, and that's also what I love. So, Yeah, I like to smoke the chiba and spin <laughs> the yarns, folks. That's what I do. But we, I also find this show to be beautifully shot, beautifully scored. The acting is incredible. The casting is fucking knocks you out i love the way they there there's it i don't even feel like clive owen is stunt casting and even his introduction he just walks right the fuck up to the table right like yeah. he's like welcome everybody uh i love they're not about that right they cast no. these people because they're <laughs> good at what they do so mm -hmm. um i'm sucked in already i don't really i'm gonna care and try to figure out who did the murder or if there really even was a murder but yeah. um, I'm more interested in the psychological, emotional, even spiritual journey that I think the work of Brit and Zal, B and Z, as I'm going to call them, bring <laughs> to us. So that's kind of my intro to, to the show. And any other thoughts you have before we kind of dive in? I mean, I don't think anything. You kind of covered a lot of it. I, I, the thing I'm also interested in is it seems like a show that it's probably going to have some kind of, like you say, besides just the whodunit stuff, which I do love the whodunit stuff, obviously. I mean, looking at my notes, you can tell that. But also, is it going to, is it tying into some bigger ideas? I mean, they hint at certain things in this episode that the show could end up being about. I'm I'm wondering if it is going to be about, like, AI running running amok or, or uh, 
um, climate change or what else. They've dropped these little nuggets here. So I'm, I'm very curious to see where, what the theme of this show is. Cause I can't imagine the little, I do know about the creators I can't imagine them signing on for just a standard Agatha Christie mystery type of thing, which maybe they are, but I'm guessing there's a lot more to this show that we haven't seen yet. I agree. I totally agree, pal. And we should just start talking about it. Yeah. I think one of the most interesting aspects to me is the concept of bringing all of these people together and the explanation as you talked about is to somehow create something or figure out climate change or like save the planet. There's these very lofty, ambitious things being spoken about at the, uh, for the people that have gathered here. And our entry into this is Darby who, when we first meet her is just seems to be maybe even a teenage girl with a hoodie walking, listening to music. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, as she walks down the street, I, n- one of the things I also went into this is knowing nothing. I didn't read about this show at all. I watched like the first 30 seconds of the trailer because that's what I usually do. So I knew she was somehow our lead because I recognized the actress. She had previously been on the crown. She played a young princess, Diana. Um, I don't know if you you were a fan of The Crown, Emma Corrin. I, I'm <laughs> The Crown is a show that I, I, my wife would kill me, but she's not here. I have not watched The Crown. Okay, it's one of her favorite shows, but I, I I'm familiar with who's who's in it, and that's kind of so I knew she was from The Crown, but I have not seen her. I'm not familiar with this actress at all for the most part. So it's yeah. it's like a, and a, like what you're saying about the casting. I love it that, that because it seems it's she's a fresh face, and I am instantly bought in with her i think she's an amazing actress already so yeah she's the face there's so many close-ups in this show they spend a lot of time in close-up and they definitely cast faces that are interesting that you want to look at she has a very interesting face as does bill too right like yes there's just something in the eyes with both of them and also both they have they share the same haircut too which is very interesting um <laughs> my wife and i kept on saying that we're like these motherfuckers really like each other they got the same haircut there those bangs going on and he was pretty incredible in a completely different role i didn't even recognize it was him until i started researching the cast he had a he played a basically a male bimbo in the triangle of sadness last year the oscar nominated film and he was, I didn't even recognize it was the same guy that plays Bill here, Harris Dickinson. He was also just awesome in this too. Yeah. I only saw him in the King's man where I, oh. I think he had a bit of a role. And for some reason I thought he was a different actor, but he, he definitely has that kind of, um, I don't know. He just he he has a, a kind of masculinity, but a kind of depth about him as well that I mm-hmm. find pretty interesting. Um, and I I definitely felt like when I looked up his IMDb, I was like, I thought I saw him in something else, but then I realized no, I think it was just that. Oh, that he was also in See How They Run, which was a weird movie with Sam Rockwell, former World of Video worker. <laughs> um, 
but he was in Where the Crawdads Sing, but I didn't see that. And I, I guess the role that broke him out was a movie called Beach Rats. Um, I don't know that. Yeah, movie. I don't know much about the film either. Uh, he's a teenager. Okay, yeah. Flirting with the bleakness of his life. Okay, yeah, he was like a delinquent, which makes sense. He does have that kind of look, doesn't he? Like, um, he looks like he might get into some trouble. Well, and that's the in the Triangle of Sadness, he's playing a male model. And I mean, okay. it's, he's very much, I mean, you hate him. In that movie, I hated him. He was, yeah, it was, yeah. And that's why I didn't recognize it when I'm looking through the, and I looked up, I'm like, oh, he was in that. Who did he play? And I was blown away that it was the same actor. So, yeah. Well, yeah, great casting, great faces. Um, so we fi- we figure out, we find out uh, pretty quickly that our lead here, Darby, um, has written a book uh, called, what was the name of the book again? The Silver Doe's, right? The Silver Doe. The yep. Silver Doe. She is, through her talking, at first when she starts reading her her book, and comes up to present at this book reading here in this small, quiet bookshop, which I'm thinking to myself, this is definitely Toronto. Everything's fucking shot in Canada. Turns out, guess where it was? <laughs> Jersey City, New Jersey, motherfucker, where I used to live. Uh, I am from New Jersey, <laughs> if you don't know it, folks. But most of this was a lot of that stuff. Almost all of the flashbacks were shot in New Jersey in and around Jersey, all over, actually. There's about 14 different towns and cities that they went to in New Jersey to shoot it. But um, I thought that was pretty I cool. I just assumed that you didn't recognize it because you were in the video store, not the bookstore at that time, <laughs> so you didn't. <laughs> well, I, I went to a few bookstores myself. Um, <laughs> but she starts she starts chatting, uh, up, kind of takes the hood off, draws everyone in. I like the way they shot this. It wasn't overdone. But as she's talking, the camera turns, and I notice, oh, hey, look who's in the audience. It's that weird guy from Billions. He's going to talk again in about five minutes. <laughs> of course, <laughs> he does, and he's... He's Clive Owen's representation. Um, head of security. Head of security, yeah. In in this in this case, representing him. He seems to be a little bit more than just head of security. That's why I say that. Yes, for sure. You know? Um, he, when, when he gets introduced, when he introduces himself, he says, he claims that he's the personal head of security. When he when he introduces, because he's the one who picks up Darby, yep. or meets Darby at, at the plane. Yes, yes. After, and... I, 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 what do you think about this intro scene? I really like the way that they kind of introduced this character and, and played with our preconceived notions. But I also felt like that stuff like that's been done before, but they didn't overdo it. Yeah. You know, to be honest too, at the very beginning, I was a little, I was a little nervous in the first couple scenes. I mean, first of all, when you open with, this is the end, I mean, that's one of the all time songs from a movie. So I immediately think apocalypse now and stuff like that to open with that song, takes some serious balls, I think yeah. always. And then I thought it was a little strange when she, she just immediately walks in right at like 10 seconds before she's supposed to go up on stage, which I thought was, I don't know. It just seemed, it kind of had a surreal vibe to it. Mm. But then as soon as she started talking, I, I was into it completely. Yeah. Yeah. A very good point. And, 
that happens a lot in this show, Andy. And yeah. when um, listening to Bubba, doing a little reading, and there's a couple other uh, podcasts out there. We wish you well, our fellow Murder at the End of the World podcasters. I caught a couple of those pods before we started. And I think the idea of this being a straight story, because I Alan Seppenwall did a review, the Rolling Stone uh, writer and former Star Ledger TV writer. <laughs> I got to bring in the Jersey vibes here, folks. Um, said, oh, you know, Brit and Zal play it straight. Is this really straight? The question of how much of this is real, how much of this is a memory. Yeah. Um, well, and has he seen the whole show or just the first two episodes? I'm not sure. I didn't read yeah. too much of the review because I don't want to. I don't like getting spoiled, and reviewers these days like to like yeah. spoil Lay everything. Out the whole thing. Yep. So usually after I watch something. Um, my my belief would be that they did not send out all seven episodes. I think that it's would be yeah. Usually on a mystery type show, that doesn't happen. No. But yeah, I I glanced at a few reviews, but it wasn't. I didn't really read them. I just kind of read like whether the reviewer liked the show or not was more of what I was looking at, not so much the 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 what their full breakdowns are. I say I'll read them later too, like after we're done talking, but. I'd, I like to go in without some of those preconceived notions if possible. That's why I waited to listen to Bubba till the last minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I, well, I think I, I, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. I'm trying to, I try to look it up real quick while you were chatting. It doesn't, a couple of reviews. Um, let's see if they're talking about how many, how many episodes they get. Sometimes they say that sometimes they don't. It looks like they only got a couple now that I'm reading through it. It looks like they only got a couple of episodes, so it wouldn't surprise me, maybe three or four, but you're right, with a mystery story like this, I don't know, but the, that, the question remains. There's a lot of things that just happen. There's a lot of people passing in hallways, right? There's a lot of coincidence. Yeah. Her, The coincidence that she walks to the door just as the, he's struggling with his life, at, mm -hmm. right? Are these coincidences... Mm -hmm. uh, because this is a TV show or are these coincidences because we are not seeing the real world yeah. in some way yeah. um, with all the talk of AI augmented reality, deep fakes that are brought up in this show, a show where we find out later, of course, that bill becomes uh, an artist who's kind of anti Artificial insanity is the name of his. <laughs> yeah. Fangs is his. Fangs, yes. But that's the name of his project, Artificial yeah. Insanity, right? Uh-huh. Wasn't that that song that that guy did with the big hat in the 90s? That's Virtual Insanity. Oh. <laughs> Jamiroquai, yes. Virtual Insanity. Remember that guy? Wow, the 90s were yeah. something, man. You could put on a big fuzzy hat again, you know? We got to bring that That was that a cool back. video, though. That oh, was, it was uh, that was a cool video. Yeah, yeah. it was amazing. Um, but you know, the question remains, of course, how much of this is real? She get you know, as the show progresses, she gets the invitation to go. We're introduced to all of our characters, which we're going to get into. But I found, in general, that to be a through line, a through line between both episodes. The the flashing back and forth to her 
not only her childhood with her father, but then, of course, in the second episode, we see how she eventually meets Bill and how their relationship was formed over the internet. Um, it, it just, it all, the, some of the questions people have on the plane about Bill, about her, about each other, about Andy, just, so every- just, just since we're talking about, is it real or is it not real? I, I have this in the notes, but I don't know if you connected all this. And some of there, there's things that don't match up all the time. Um, when at the beginning, when you were just talking about Darby um, getting the text message, she gets the text from Ray, and it says clearly on her phone, Saturday, January twenty eighth. And he says that the plane leaves in two weeks and returns one week later. Well, later on in episode two, when Darby is hacked into the camera system, the date of Bill's death is February third. 2023, which is only a few days after January 28th. And if the plane doesn't leave for two weeks, how does that say there's some weird stuff going on here? Ah, interest. Ooh, Ando's pulling up some lost screenshots up in here, baby. Damn. Yes, there's. I was working my pause button on the Roku very frequently when I I was taking notes. Yeah. What is happening? And that's why getting back to our creators and what kind of started this tangential line of inquiry, what is real, what is not, they have always dealt with interdimensional inter, I don't know how to describe it. Um, thought feeling spaces. I, it's just so hard to describe what makes the only other person I can, I, I, it touches to me, it touches on Cronenberg in some senses, Oh, but of okay. an emotional state, they're like the uh-huh. emotional Cronenbergs. Um, uh-huh. also, um, you know, there, there is a, a small film that, uh, that I've talked about many times, which is my second favorite film of all time. Primer, um, oh, yeah. by a guy named Shane Carruth. And his second film, um, Upstream Color. Oh, Upstream Color, yes. Was so fucking weird, but also (laughs) reminded, and actually came out in 2013, like around the time Britt Marling was becoming into my consciousness. Mm -hmm. So I kind of associate them together. Um, That Upstream Color has a similar feeling to it. So I don't, believe anything i'm seeing in this show i don't buy anything there's another thing as when they're on the plane and we still don't know what happened to bill because that's actually a question that todd uh who's the the actor's name is luis Conselmi, Mm -hmm. um says what happened to him right like he doesn't know And then when they're on the plane, someone says something about um, not only like really wanting to meet him or also asks the director, asks what happened to him? Like he doesn't know. Martin, right? He says, what happened? Did you guys get together or, right? Marius is the, the manager's name. Oh, oh no, Martin is Mar- Martin is the yeah the film Martin director is the, yeah uh, Martin um, Mitchell Martin Mitchell and then when they meet 
when Bill and Darby meet again and they're walking in the snow, their fateful one interaction before he dies or supposedly dies, there's something mentioned about, so she says to him, or a girl, like some people thought he, like he pretended he was a female at some point in his career. Some people didn't know who he was. But then when she goes to just like Google and looks up images (laughs) of Lee and Fangs, they immediately come up as though in the six intervening years, she hasn't cyber stalked this motherfucker. I mean, she is a hacker. Yeah, that I... That was something I had. I don't think I wrote it in the notes, but I had the the very same thought is why is, how did she not know? And like the, when she's with Bill in the flashbacks, there's no one has seen Lee Anderson. She disappeared. And then all of a sudden everyone knows who Lee Anderson is. Exactly. What, what the hell, what happened? I, there's just some, the other, when you were talking about different uh, filmmakers, the other, the other uh, person I cannot stop thinking of that this makes me think of and I think it's one of the reasons why she get why Lou May is cast as Joan Chen, David Lynch. This a lot of David Lynch feels to me in yes. this because Joan Chen, famously yeah. from Twin Peaks, to who I haven't seen for years and years and years, loved her in Twin Peaks. Um, but. Yeah, it's almost like they're English David Lynch or something, where it's like they're too refined yes. to do all the weird like dwarves and backward talking shit. Yeah, so they just cast like really good looking people and, and, and keep it. It's very um, robotic too. a lot of the mm-hmm. delivery of things and the emotionality um, is, is a bit robotic as well. But um, yeah, there's a lot of things that are happening where it's that I, the idea that all these people are super fucking famous for being mysterious Right. Like everybody Mm -hmm. knows when we first see Darby, she's got the hood. Nobody knows who she is yet. She immediately takes over the crowd and wins them over. Right. Mm -hmm. When she gets on the plane, we're the way they're shooting it from her perspective and and the way everyone else is so casual of being on this amazing fucking jet. Right. Because as soon as she says, there's no overhead in this, I knew immediately yeah. that we were going to walk into like a living room on a jet, which is. Yeah, well, I, I assumed it was going to yeah. be a, something like that. You know, and the thing about all the guests, too, that I thought was very strange. It seems like everyone else knew everyone else. That's what and I'm like, saying. Yeah. And knew and and she doesn't Darby doesn't know anything. And all these other people, Sean and Lou May and Martin, and they all know each other. David, even. And they know they, her too. Yeah. She is, and she's in Martin no, is carrying her book around. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, dude. She is it's, in no way a secretive or um, unknown figure to anyone, but they play it like she is. It's that kind of duality. And I'm not sure yet if that's a commentary on internet fame on fame in general, America, some of the ideas that are being kind of bandied about. Cause that's what I like about this show too, is I like the way as soon as Andy's introduced, he's talking about climate change or the internet, or they're talking about deep fakes. The things I said, like AI, uh, these things that we hear about, right? 
Mm-hmm. It's like they're ubiquitous. And yet no one really knows what they are. Yeah. Exactly right. Interesting. And that's kind of what the show is doing too. They have the the ability to transcend um, just telling the story by creating this world in which all these phrases and such are thrown around. And I'm just, I'm looking at actually the, um, the cast. And when you look at just the faces of these people too, I can't get over it. The dude, Oliver, Ray, the AI thing is a very, he's got an interesting face too, right? He's been the yeah. Marius, the, the hotel clerk. Yep. What a face and what eyes on that. They all look a little, a little robotic. Um, and since we've been talking already for like a half, I like the way this podcast is going, Andy, that we're just talking about it. I like that. That's the way we got to well, do it. I like the free flowing. Cause even though there's a story in this show, the show actually kind of, like I say, even though there's a driving narrative, it definitely yeah. has that free flowing kind of, you're not really. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. Anyways, continue. What were you going to say? Bit. And everybody's, this is what I say back in the day. We used to do like the scene by scene. I was like, people already watched the show. Let's just talk about what, the, the ideas. Yeah. There's, there's plenty of recap podcasts out there. Um, gr- I want to bring up our man, Bubba. You got to listen to him, uh, Matt and catfish on the double P podcast network. Um, and, uh, he had a great theory, so let's get into it. Is Zoomer the child of Lee and Andy a robot? Is this a real fucking kid? I like some of the thing, some of the ideas he had. First of all, something I had in the notes: What's up with the oxygen tank being yeah. brought out of the room? And right, and and uh-huh. Lee's on the ground, looking is looking like I don't know. It communicated worried mother to me. I don't know well, why. And, you know, there also was something I thought was strange, too. And well, I'll, I'll get back to the robot thing in a second. Because that's when Bubba said that, I that didn't even cross my mind when I heard Bubba say, I'm like, huh, that is interesting. But that specific scene with the oxygen tank, she's cleaning, uh, Lee is cleaning up a glass, uh, like a dishes or something that had shattered. And then in the second episode, there's also a point when um, right after. Right after Darby leaves Bill's room, she runs into a a guy and there's more shattered dishes. And she stares at it in recognition as well. Yes, there's there's, a shot of it. And then they would do a close up of the fucking broken dishes. Andy, you're absolutely correct. Why would you do that? Yeah, it's got to mean. And the other the thing with um, when Darby when she first sees Lee and the and the child. And Lee glances, and it's like one of those, I'm not sure if she saw me or not things. Mm-hmm. The same thing happens when Darby is in the room, in Bill's room, when Darby comes in, or when Lee comes in, and Lee looks right up and looks right at her. And then she hears another move, and another thing, and then leave. It's, and leaves the room. Ah. Something there is... I don't, it's, it's so interesting. You know what that makes me think of? When she says to Ray... When she's in Bill's room, Ray, how much of this is recorded or whatever? And he says, all your responses. And she goes, cease recording, Ray. Mm -hmm. And then I, it also reminds me of later on when Martin is doing his speech. Oh, his presentation for the movie. Yes. His presentation for his movie that is just all voiceover by the way so i think that was kind of a funny as a filmmaker 
you, it's like a funny thing because you know they always say like the cheapest fucking thing you can do is narration like when you're in a screenplay yeah. class screenplay class they're like do not have a narrator so the fact that the ai version is just this big fucking spaceship and a narrator talking for five minutes was yeah. kind of hilarious yeah i thought that whole thing was funny with the yeah but yeah, he but says but martin says he starts mentioning, he says, to who I wrote it with is Ray. And then Ray says, yes, Martin. He says, Martin, disable recognition. Yes, voice recognition. Voice recognition. So yep. these things, why are they written into the script where at the same time we have these weird incidences in which people don't seem to see Emma? And we've already talked about the concept of seeing but not seeing. Mm -hmm. Right. And whether that's through fame or whatever we were talking about before, but in this case, actual seeing is she somehow able to control who can see her or who can't see her. And that maybe she doesn't know it in some way. Is she somehow a creation of Andy and Lee AI thing? Yeah. Is she in fact Lee? Because I find the mirroring to be interesting as well that Darby who she loves Lee she just happens to be a, a a Nancy Drew hacking who grew up in a more mortuary <laughs> like the story they, is too perfect you know they what I go mean? on to say they go on to say um I think it's when it's I think it's one of the flashbacks when she's with Bill and Bill says something about how it's the perfect story, and you, yeah. your mother, your your dad raised you. Your mother was nowhere to be found. Yep. Who is she? Uh, that's it's, it's it's very interesting, and the way that she and Bill meet, we see their meeting. Which, by the way, and also um, the the I started off with the no more I love yous, right? The Andy, uh, what was, is <laughs> that Lennox. Andy Lennox or is that Eurythmics? I don't That's know. That's Andy Lennox. Okay. Annie Lennox, what a beautiful fucking song. And what a beautiful scene. And the fact that they stayed with it, you know, I'm yeah. always talking about this, Andy, in TV and movies, I think in, you have to fucking go for it, right? Like if you're going to do a tracking shot, don't fucking cut it halfway. Keep me in that thing for like a minute and a half. And they just made that, it was started out, they won me over. I was uncomfortable. I'm always uncomfortable. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. It started off very uncomfortable. And then yeah. about halfway through, I'm like, like the same time when Darby's starting to loosen up with it. I was, I was, it was a pretty, I love that scene. It was great. It And it really sucked me in. It made me care, but it's also cheesy as hell and has been done a million times before. Right. Mm -hmm. I find that's just like the intro to this. Is this whole thing, are, are we watching and are we going to get to episode five and we discover that, you know, we're going to get go down the Matrix Westworld hole here. And uh, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I'm, I'm having I'm having Westworld vibes. Are we in a simulation know, here? <laughs> yeah. What is real? This backstory yeah. that she's telling with Bill again, how the fuck do they go from being nothing people who are. With also the, no offense to anyone listening, but the stereotypical kind of 
bad tats as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> little, little WT up in here, right? She, how do they go from that to hunting down a serial killer who may be a cop too? Because remember, she says it's one of their own. I like yeah, the way well, Bubba I, mentioned I, that. Yeah, it's, I think it definitely, I, I yeah. was, I'm pretty much 100%. My bigger question there is how the hell did they get out of that basement when the gunshot went off? That, well, that's the. There's too many. I mean, yes, they, they, the next time we see them, Bill's bloody in a bathtub. And he says, I can't remember what exactly he says, but it's like how, the guy with the gun and he has the high ground. There's no way. What, something there is not. There's and a lot of shit here that does not make sense. He steps in front of her. There seems to be blood on in when he's in the bathtub. And then when she wakes up, she looks down and there's like a cloth with blood. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very poetic. He says, "You're at, you're too much, and everything." I think this is oh. both too much and not enough. And not, I enough. left you the car. <laughs> I left you the car. What? That's just fucking. This is this is great writing here. But how do they become these huge stars? Right? Like it is this weird internety type of thing. Like they got a lot of TikTok followers or something. And also on the same vein, she's she's carrying around an iPod from two thousand. Yeah. Right? Or 2001 or whatever, I had one of those iPods. So uh -huh. it, it made me, th the phones don't seem to be like very modern. In, it, it's, it's ambiguous. The time period of when she was in high school, met him, when they went on to continue this journey of, um, of uh, what, what I guess, what would you call it? Just, you know investigating this murder right for yeah. how long did they actually do this because she's like talking to him in class in high school mm -hmm. it just seems very not real to me all of it felt i was totally engaged in it i loved both episodes but i felt like it was such a dreamlike quality to everything and the story well, was almost too perfect like just like bill says and the the thing with um, like just because it popped into my head when you said that everything felt like a dreamlike, and one of the things that um, you had wrote in the notes too, which I also noticed the um, when they're when she's on the plane and she sees Martin shaking like with a nightmare and he's yeah. or whatever he is. Well, that's it. like two seconds after that is when she opens the door to the bathroom and she immediately goes into a flashback, and then the next thing that happens is she wakes up. Yes, when the plane is landing. You're right. So Andy. is even that thing with Martin real? I mean, what the, I don't, it's wow, that's a lot true. of this stuff. I didn't notice till I rewatched a lot, large portions of this. And I'm like, well, this is a, there's a lot more going on here or not going on here than I originally thought. Yes. Yes. A lot of interesting questions of reality and unreality. Now catch this and, uh, okay. Catch this vibe. I'm sending your way through the, through the zoom wires. <laughs> um, <laughs> when, they're in the when they're in the basement, which all of that was also awesome. The hacking when all of the garage doors open that was that was know? that was I actually laughed. That was one of the few times I laughed. That was that, funny. That was so awesome. It was so uh -huh. cool. And then the way he figures it out, he's like, "We got to go get in the fucking thing, close it." And then they all close. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, when when they discover the body. And, um, and the interesting thing is, too, in order to discover the body, 
they have to trap themselves in the basement, right? That's very metaphoric, isn't it? That's very strange. That's very dreamlike. They yep. deconstruct the stairs. They deconstruct the way they enter in order to discover what they, the reason why they went there, which is oh, esoteric. When you start thinking about it, your mind starts going. It's it, a lot of connections into the show as well, right? Mm -hmm. um, he steps in front of her. We flash away. When, we, when she comes to the window and he's on the floor looking up at her like that, as though he knew she was already there, what occurred to me is that this is what happened in the basement. That that was the end of the other scene. Even the way it was shot just seemed to echo that as though he gets shot, he falls to the ground. The window between them is a metaphor. What it that is is life and death, right? He's now shot. Yeah. And she's at the bottom of the stairs. Is everything that we see happen a dream of what could have been between the the gunshot and him dying in some way? That's what it kind of I'm just kind of working it out, but that's the way it huh. made me feel. Yeah. That that was a connection of the same scene in some way. And in the in one in an episode in the future we may very well see that melt into the basement as he's dying there in that hotel room, they're actually back in the basement and he's been dead the whole time. That's one of the things is we've been talking for 45 minutes. We didn't say like who killed Bill. I love that too. Kill Bill. That's also his handle by the way. Yes. Right. Come on. Um, I'm not so sure anyone did besides maybe that guy, because there's also no quest. If they found who it was and they found the guy's house, no one in the two episodes said, Hey, you solved the murder. Good job. She yes. keeps on talking about all the murders that have been unsolved and how they yeah. were on the trail of the killer, but there's no killer. And weren't also, weren't all the cops suspiciously mean to her when she got to the two murder scenes when she was very young and then when she well, was older? Especially the one. Especially yeah. the one. I kind of assume that that one might be the, might be the That's, killer. But is, but it occurs to me also, I felt for a second, like, is that really her dad? Yeah. Was the cop? You know what I'm saying? I don't, I, I don't know why. But I just, I, it's all very strange. Um, yeah, there's something. The more, yeah, the more I think about it, the more we talk about it, the, the stranger the yeah, show gets it. on the surface. It doesn't seem that strange, but it is, and that's why I have to say, Alan Seppenwall, who's been slipping lately, love you, bro, but have been slipping a little bit. I mean, it's too much TV. It's too much TV. You gotta take a well, break. But this show is not right. playing it straight at all. That's what I no. think the the thing is. But let's get back to wait. Hold on, we forgot. Zoomer is Zoomer a robot? He yeah, can't that's eat, what I was gonna say. We got to get back to the yeah. robot thing. He can't eat bread. He's carrying. We see the oxygen going into the room and the the worried mom look. He calculated how many seconds old he was, exactly. or whatever that was. As though, yes, as though he's each one is so precious to him because 
he's not real or is he dying or sick? Is that the connection? Is that what they're trying to solve with climate change or whatever? The dying or sick thing to me makes more sense, but I mean, is, or is he, is Zoomer not, I mean, uh, Andy makes a point to say my biological parents were addicts. Yes. To me, is that, is that a hint to say that he adopted, he adopted his kid? I mean, the kid looked like to be about six years old and that's when Darby and Bill disappeared, fell apart was six years ago. Is, is it, could it be Bill's kid? Well, that is, they have a similar look there and and they're definitely the way he interacts with the kid too. Yeah. Right. It's so natural. He, the kid comes up to him. The photographs definitely suggest that there's more to Lee and Bill and and Lee even says when they have that whispered conversation with each other um, after the incident in the room, right? Which she does mm-hmm. make, which Darby makes mention of, but Lee kind of ignores, right? Like when she's like, yeah. "What were you looking for in the room?" It was yeah. such and a Lee, go ahead. and when Lee's in there, she noticeably has gloves on. Yeah, they both do. Yeah. Well, I mean, I knew yeah. that I knew Darby would, but. Yep. So I just thought it was was interesting that they both do. And gosh, that circle stare, the whole set is, um, I've got to find out more about if that, if that hotel actually exists, if that's a miniature CGI or I know in, in the interiors have to be a set, but I'm wondering about the exteriors, if that's an actual place. But um, because you know what I found out the other day, the ho- the house in Glass Onion, you know the uh, Ryan Johnson. Yeah, that's a real house. That's a real house. Yeah, yep. I was like, wow. I really thought that that was fucking miniature and CGI and just set work. But I love that. That's why I love that guy, man. You got to find fucking real shit in the world. People have already made it. You know, like got to bring the world the, into uh, your film. Just because I, I'm thinking of it. Well, so what do you think? Do you think Zoomer is a robot? Yeah, I don't think you I don't know. I think he may be an advanced version of Ray. I think that Ray, the way I think that who is the AI, yeah, that I mentioned earlier, um, who was didn't he wasn't he in Boardwalk Empire? Uh, one of the one of the uh, I can't remember if it was him. One of these character, one of these actors was for sure because I saw it. I think the guy that played Todd was in Boardwalk Empire for sure. I think I saw him on there. I'm not sure. Let me look up this actor's name. I'm pretty name. sure he was in. I'm pretty sure that he was the uh, weird killer guy in um, in Boardwalk Empire. But maybe I'm, maybe he was somebody different. It's the eyes. Oh, he was in the oh, Sopranos. He yep. Yeah, he was in Boardwalk was Empire. Yep. Ignatius. Yep. yep, he sure was. He's got those eyes, man. Yeah, those eyes are something else. Um. I don't well, know. And I, I, when Darby first gets to Iceland, uh, when she's talking to Ray, Ray does say Andy sees this as an Arctic test for my development. Mm. So that's, because uh, yep. I'm looking at the quotes here. Another thing that Ray says in that same conversation to her is your work is of great interest to both Lee and Andy. Well, Andy, it made it seem at the beginning there where Andy really didn't care for her to be there. It did seem that she, you know, there is the, I, uh, Bubba brings this up. Who did Lee invite? Who did Andy yeah. invite? Does it really matter? Um, I think to me, 
that's like a fucking rich people mind fuck thing that they like to play on you. Like, I don't. That, that's my guess, yeah, too. That's just a power. It's a power thing. And it's also a power thing, too, because it does definitely seem that Andy, who is your namesake, by the way, is. Yep. Oh, there's a few connections to me in this show. <laughs> and I'm Bill. <laughs> That's, um, oh, you're right. Yeah. Wow. Um, I well, I prefer. I forget Billy. your real name. Billy is my real name, not Bill. I know. I don't I do think I've ever that. actually called you that. There's, so. o- there's only uh, only one person <laughs> ever called me Bill. Uh, and that, that, <laughs> that's my brother, and I don't really like him. <laughs> uh, sorry, it's the truth though. A little dive inside the mind of Billy. Um, I think that to get back to um, what what you were saying. And by the way, my brother's name is Ray. Uh, isn't that funny? And that's the oh, AI. what the yeah, hell is some, happening here? Some shit going on in here. And <laughs> I don't know. I feel like maybe Ray is the version that he's ready to show them. And Zoomer is the next prototype. Yeah, the, next, the next prototype. And is, is it is it the way so... There is something called what are the what are the glasses called again? Augmented reality? No, no, in the show. Oh, I can't remember what they Oh, it's called like um uh what the heck's Randy's last name? I think it's a play on his last name, isn't it? Uh Bronson Vision or Bronson something. Bronson Vision, yes. And I, I like his name too, Bronson. That sound, you Ron, know, no, Ronson. Ronson, Ron, which sounds like Bronson. Ronson, yes. Bronson. It sounds like some rich English dude, right? Who has yes. an airplane. Um, but she said, they say, first she sees Ray through her phone, right? Then she yep. sees Ray through the glasses, right? Yep. And then, but as they're shooting it, she, it's as though she just sees him. Yeah, sees him without the... And that's, I couldn't tell if that was supposed to be a, like a, like a thing like they do, like in hunt for an October where they zoom in on the face and then all of a sudden they're speaking English. It becomes, that was a thing for the audience or if that was something actually happening. You know what I'm saying? They used to do that all the time back in the day, right? Like you get some bad Russian from Sean Connor and then he's like, hello, mighty. Um, that's a bad Sean Connery impression. That was, was, um, that was like, was that pirate Sean Connery? I'm not even sure. Sometimes I'm just off. We need to retire that impersonation. Uh, I think we do. Um, but anyway, there's an, a way this evolves. Again, this brings up the idea of what is reality, right? Um, mm-hmm. We're we're questioning that too, or or, or um, what we show people. The same thing we were talking about earlier. But I think that if it evolves like that, so we see through the phone, we see through the glasses, is it possible that in this hotel, Zoomer exists? And nowhere else because he's a projection? Because he's, right. The whole hotel is projecting him. It's like an immersive ray, a more immersive ray in some way. Is there a whole hotel? The whole hotel is a giant augmented reality. Yeah, the, and the way she's tapping into it as though it's an organism. I thought about that idea too. This hotel oh. is is part of this story, is part of this show. Yeah, it's a for a reason. Character. Yeah, it's a character. The original name of this show was the Retreat. 
That was and the. She, I mean, when she cacks into the cameras, she even said one of the things she asked Ray is, "Are all these smart bulbs tied into the same yeah, network?" That's what I'm saying. And Which so there, there's little hints there that could. Uh, yeah, Andy, that's she she look what she does. She gets a ladder. Okay, she gets the ladder, and the way they shoot it. She's going up inside the hotel. It's almost as though she's reaching up inside, like, you know, I don't I don't want to be weirder. It's like a vagina, <laughs> right? Like into like to life, right? Yeah. And pulling it down. And then she we watch as she opens it up. That it's the Cronenberg like mecha organic shit, right? Like biomechanical bi- stuff. Yeah, yeah, like that is. That's some weird shit going on. And it communicates that to me that the hotel is alive, that this they're inside of it in some way. When Bill and Darby had their conversation, they had to leave. They had to go outside and have this conversation. But then he says, I want to show something to you. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to show you something. She says, oh, you think I'm just going to fuck you now or something like she kind of gets a little ghetto. Right. Yeah, and and he's like, well, yeah, that's not really what I was yeah, talking. Like, you think about. it's going to be that easy to get into my pants? Yeah, or something? yeah, it's just something like that. Yeah. So, but you could yeah, see what was oh, what was ahead. Bill what was Bill going to tell her? Exactly. What was Bill going to yeah. tell her? What and was, I think, I think he maybe did, and I don't think she realizes it yet. I oh, figure I found something else out. Oh, I didn't. Uh, not uh, until the uh, second episode. All right, let's tell me. Tell me. I'm waiting. Okay. So in the first episode, at the very end. When she go, runs out to the outside and goes around to the window, I noticed it the first time. I'm like, why in the hell are the lights flickering? The lights are flickering outside of Bill's room on that. So when she goes out and runs into the snow, yes. the lights are flickering. In the second episode, when the, in the flashback, and she's on the train tracks, and the lights flicker, and he is communicating through her with SOS through the lights. <gasps> oh, shit. And Doe figured it all out. I mean, I don't know what he is saying, but oh my gosh. is that is he trying to tell her something? That's that way. But this is that ties into it too, right? Is he and and the way they communicated when she was in high school and he's talking to her and she's texting him, which I think yeah. is brilliant. And again, I it, love that <laughs> it it says something about modern society. It says something about communication, about intimacy, mm-hmm. right? Um, about intent as well, right? I I, mm-hmm. I like that that they're communicating via that way. That's why I say the 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 mystery is the murder at the end of the world. First of all, what's the end of the world? Is it because they're in Iceland and that's the end of the proverbial end of the world because it looks all snowy and shit and no, and it's no nothing's out there? Is it the end of the world because of climate change because of what's happened? Is it the end of the world because the world actually ended somehow because of these? Oh, people? here we go. Okay, now we're getting there. What is yeah, going that's... on here? Right? What is the bigger connection? Because that's another thing that I really enjoy about this show. This isn't just a show about somebody was murdered and then she has a history in New Jersey. We get to see all her dad and shit. No, these are like super powerful people. There's a reason for that, right? There's a, yeah. There has to be a reason why the people on this trip is, and, 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 and we haven't even really gotten into all the other people, but one person that I want to bring up 
a guest that I find very interesting is if I'm how, how do you pronounce her name? Cian. Oh, Sean. what's that? Sean Cruz. Sean. Okay. Okay. Yep. It's pronounced Sean. And that's like the Irish way. Of course, I don't know how to pronounce yep. it because I'm. Yeah, it's kind of like Siobhan or something like yes, that. Same exactly. Thing. Um, Alice Braga, who we've seen in a ton of other stuff, she's awesome. Always love her. Um, she's an astronaut. I, I'm surprised you waited this long to talk about her. I know, but hey, we're 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 going good to end up. We're diving into this show, man. I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Audience, you're lucky to be listening to this. We're you're getting all the facts. Um, she yeah, she a, wants to colonize the moon, but she is an ash. She has walked on the moon, mm-hmm. and they say that on the show. So this is not our reality. The show we're watching does not take place in this. Yeah. America in this year, okay? Yep. It takes place in an alternate reality where a woman has walked on the moon recently. Mhm. Okay? So that's a little bit different when you when you write something like that and you're in a writers room, you write something like that, then everyone goes, "Okay, hold on a second. That's a little bit different than uh, Lume, you know, she builds smart cities, right? That yep. and there's not a real person. Okay, we're now creating, and we're writing into our show Bible that there's people on the moon in this world. That's not happening now. I just looked it up. The last time we've been to the moon was in 1972. Yeah, it's been a long fucking time, dude. So, so this yeah. is not take. That's why the idea that there's other things here that are sci-fi style or fantastical as well or drug related because there's always a bit of drugs when it comes to these two as well well and there's been there's been numerous times where pills have been delivered to darby yes yep yep and there's she's the only one that we've happening. actually seen take them even when lou may gives them to her she's like can i have some we never saw lou may take them yep yep, yep and yep. i believe lou may was already awake when when darby woke up so it, it's it, it that that is uh that that to me was one of the most interesting things that she's on the moon. So what does that really mean? You know, as far as um as far as this world goes and the way is does that signal to us that this is an invention of Darby or some kind of different world? Or is it that it's a world in which we're about to see things even more advanced than Ray, which we, we've seen before augmented reality and stuff like that. That's nothing I've seen. That's like Pokemon Go. Yeah. You know, and the sounds yep. were coming from her own speaker system. She downloaded the program, yep. right? So that's. In, uh, I don't know. I think that we're going to see some more robot AI shit. I can't wait till the next episode. What else we got? And uh, we, t- we covered a lot. Um, we want to talk about any we... other guests. We d- haven't had much from uh, David Alvarez, Raul Esparza, who, my God, another amazing face, a venture capitalist from Argentina. He just seems a bit pissed off. Yeah, the only thing we really saw was, I mean, I thought he had a notable quote when they we were at the beginning and he said, when he was talking about Andy saying that uh, Andy would uh, back in the day, the distinction between builders and non-builders was very important to Andy. I think that's a, I can't wait to hear, see more from Clive Owen, but that's a different, that's a different episode. Obviously the other, the thing that 
the only other notable thing we really saw from him was on the on the uh, the camera footage that she hacked in, and he was one of the people that was outside the door. Mm. Uh, and he seemed to be engaged in a in a a phone call, right? Yeah, didn't seem to be. He seemed to be a little bit upset. Oh, yep. we didn't talk about the strange face that appears yes. at the door, and then also just dissolves into thin air, but it looks kind of uh, uh, video-ish, or I don't know, like edit, like it, it's editing, edited out at the well, same time. Like the other thing I thought was interesting, right before the the masked person we see, we see the door open with the light. I mean, obviously the door opened because the no light one there. And that's the same. I mean, yeah. When Ray first shows up to shows up to uh, Darby's apartment, and like Bubba said on his thing, like a vampire, he had to be invited in. She opens a door, and nobody's there, and then he's in. Yeah. Is that trying to? I mean, I think that's just a red herring to try and say that the AI is the one that killed the thing. I don't killed yeah. Bill. Even if Bill is even dead, I yeah. I'm still not 100 percent sure on that either. But interesting, interesting. Yeah, that's that's very true. See, I thought to me. It brings up the idea in the same way, and I'm trying trying to work this through my mind in the same way that Lee couldn't see Darby but saw her, but it, you know, the same yeah. way that Ray sees Darby through different, uh, Darby sees Ray through different ways when she's looking through that footage, that shadow cut. It's almost as if someone has been erased. Who are mm-hmm. who is even real that is there? And who is a projection? Are some of the other people also? I I find to be I find the hotel manager and the people working there to be very strange looking and acting as well, somewhat fearful and and of the guests in a sense, but then also a little haphazard, you know, just runs upstairs and leaves the desk, which is like you know. A, 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 like a kind of it's, typical thing you do in a in a detective thing, right? Pl- clog the toilet. And you know some of the well, yeah some of this when we're when we're talking about who's real, who isn't. And I didn't think of it till we were talking about this a little bit. This gives me a little bit of Truman Show vibes. Mm, interesting. Like that, these people are all here for Darby. Yeah. Like putting on something for Darby. Ah, isn't that? Isn't that interesting, Andy? It does seem that the focus, even before Bill dies, now obviously after the focus is on her, and that's because they all know somehow of her past, right, with him? Mm-hmm. Even though it's supposed to be so mysterious and shit, you could just Google pictures and find pictures of who he is, even though sometimes people thought he was a girl, some people thought he was dead. All she had to do was fucking Google fangs, and all of a sudden there's a bunch of pictures. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just things like that. It's just, I don't, something there just doesn't, it was straight. It, and what she was looking at too, actually, I shouldn't say Google. I'm, I'm incorrect to be more precise with this show. She was, she was at like the Lee archive or something like that. It was like a special website, I guess, for fans of hers. Oh, I didn't even realize yeah, that. Yeah, we should go back. I guess back I remember she was saying some archive thing. I, I, yes. I didn't, I must not have paused at that right exact second. Yep. She was like paging through it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Let's see. There was Oliver. We talked about him. The deep fake app that can impersonate anyone's voice. Um, 
that's a no, we kind of that's all we really have for him so far. Yeah, a couple of them we don't know much about. Yeah. Same thing with Rohan. I don't think they even said his name. I think Bubba yeah. even said that they didn't even say his name in there. And yep. Really, the only thing we know, he arrived on a on a on a car or something or a truck, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yes. It, that and he looked- reacted. He was the only one that really freaked out <sighs> when he heard about Bill's death. I thought that was notable. Hey, Andy, great job because. Darby notices that when she is getting out of this fucking awesome car, right? Mm-hmm. Rohan looks as though he works there and he grabs yeah. like a satchel and puts it over his shoulder and walks in, right? Like it looks yeah. like he just drove up on a fucking truck. He was doing, he was like working beat, on the lawn. It's a beat up truck. Like it looks like it looks something like my shop truck that has like yeah. 250,000 miles on it that you, you don't want to take it more than 10 miles away because it might fall apart. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Um, Ziba, uh, an activist from Brazil, pioneered the use of message end-to-end encryption and act. Oh no, oh she she did activism in Brazil, but she's from Iran, I guess. Um, yeah, well, that's the part I wasn't clear. Is she from Iran or not? The that was I know she did activism there, but I don't. I, that's I, wasn't, I wasn't sure, sure either. The, I, I, yeah. I, I, and, and the name Ziba, I I don't. I, that doesn't speak to me. Of uh, definitely Brazilian or Iranian. Yeah. Um, one interesting though, she was against wealth and she was kind of against, and she was providing a kind of pushback <laughs> yeah. against it, but she, she really wanted to meet Fangs and was like, kind of it, like a little bit had a crush on him. It seemed. Well, she was one of the people on that camera too. And she puts her face up against the keyhole yeah. to try and look in yep. Bill's room. Interesting. Very Interesting. Um, I think that's, yeah, we talked about Todd. Oh, an, an interesting person I, I found was Todd's wife. All of a sudden is like, Lee is like when, when, um, Darby gets upset, Lee is like, let, let, yeah, Eva. let, yeah, let Eva take you. And then when they get to the room, she's like, just let me take her in. Like and she gives Darby more pills. Yeah, weird. What, and, so is that Todd? That's Todd's wife. I didn't. That's what I she didn't said. Catch that line. She okay, said I didn't. This is wife. I didn't. Yeah. I must. I missed that line. Okay, that makes a little more sense. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, what was that all about? And it was like they were handling her, or like they had done this before. And yeah. also, he does again. Is he just head of security? He he does a lot. He does he does a lot. I don't know. Maybe they're all robots, dude. That's. Maybe they're all I, robots. Yeah, I don't. Man, the, the the robot going down that rabbit hole is just the and the thing with Darby. What? Oh man. Yeah, I'm um, very curious to know what what. Oh man, I'm, my mind is just going 100 miles an hour right now. Uh, I have to just bring up. We're talking about all these amazing mysteries, which there are many. Um, uh, such great songs too. Right, good good songs yes. in this. Um, I especially did like the Portis Head in the while well, she's walking in the high school. Yeah, which made me think: was this the '90s? It's just weird. The time is very ambiguous, very ambiguous. Yeah, but, well, and that was part of why, like, I, I I stopped and got the screenshot of the of the cell phone and the on the when she get when she gets the call from Ray or the text from Ray, and then again on the camera because. They did. Those were the only indications we ever got of a time. Well, there was one other time frame that we got a notification, but we've already said that we've already established that it's not in our universe because of the because of the moon landing. But at one of the uh, 
when it's a flashback to when Darby's in Iowa and the Iowa, since we had all those Jersey connections, the place that they were at, uh, lost, uh, what the word she say she was from lost, um, lost nation. Iowa is about yes. a four and a half hour drive from my house. Oh, wow. So it's very local to me. And one of the things that one of them said, one of the, when the two sheriffs are talking, when she's examining the body is got money on the Vikings this weekend. Yeah. But Zimmer's losing it, which would be Mike Zimmer, which would have been four or five years ago. That's so right. It, so how old is it? I, how old is she in real life? I wonder. Well, I um, think she's one of those. Well, and she even, um, she even says something on the effect of I'm, I'm not, I, I look young for my age or something. Yeah, she doesn't, doesn't look matter. very old. Yeah, and and yeah, and she meets Bill in high school. Yeah, right. Born in 1995. So, interest. So if she's born in 90. She's almost 30. Then right, she's 28. Yeah, or will be 28 in December. Yeah, she does look young though. But I mean that that doesn't really in real life though. But that's interest. Very yeah, man. Interesting stuff. See, so whatever different universe they're in, uh, Mike Zimmer still coaches the Vikings there at some point in time. So maybe they won the Super Bowl, Ando. <laughs> then we know it's science fiction. <laughs> it's really science fiction. Um, but I was going to say, for all the mysteries and all of the weirdness of this show, I want to compliment that you, the writers, that you still have to have a backbone and you have to care about the characters and there has to be emotion. And the love story that they wrote, especially in episode two, just when they met and ending it, just when they end it, was so beautiful, the singing in the car, and I really believed in the love between Darby and Bill. And I felt how nervous she was. When she sat, I had no fucking idea he was gonna sit down on that seat. When she sat yeah. down and looked up and saw him, my heart dropped. And I just have to, you know, congratulate, give kudos to the actors, the directors, the writers for creating in just two short episodes to me, even if we weren't covering this show, I would be saying, shit, we should be fucking talking about this show just because of the high quality that amongst the, the nuttiness, and this is something that all of those Game of Thrones knockoffs and big, huge budget shows just can't get right. And every show that tried to copy Lost is that the reason we love the show is because we believed in it and we believed in the characters and we cared. And I care yep. about Darby and I care about Bill. Um, and I want to see what happened. Yeah, that's very well said. Right? Like that, they made me care. That's that scene like you mentioned it with with Bill sitting down too. That's another thing that seems like everything is there for Darby. They they established that it was assigned seating earlier when she's yeah, in the when she's yeah. in the in the room with Ray and Ray's like, "Would you like to meet the background or know the background of the people you're sitting next to?" So assigned seating was a thing. So somebody purposely put Bill across from her. Yep. Definitely. And it, and oh, the thing I was going to say before when they're doing their little whisper, Darby and Lee, is Lee mm -hmm. says they didn't know Bill like we did. Yeah. It's interesting. Was there a love affair? 
is like you said, is it could Zoomer be Bill's kid? Could Zoomer be a robot? Does Andy did Andy want to kill Bill because basically he did something wrong? You know, he he wronged him by sleeping with his wife. What is the movie Kill Bill about? Uma Thurman wants to kill Bill because Bill deceives her and stole her child, stole her child. So is it the other way around? Did Andy kill Bill because he stole his child? Or is, is this a test of Darby? Because I'm not, you know, you know what? I might as well just go crazy Looney Tunes here, but. You know what the it's it's a very famous science fiction concept. You know what the Voight Kampf test is, don't you? Yes. From Blade Runner. Is she being tested? Hmm. Interesting. We don't know who the mom is. The dad seems there's the there's the 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 uh, stuff about the adopted adopted or the biological parents. The comments about that kind of stuff. Ah. There's Ray saying the thing about how. How uh, this is a uh, this environment is a test of my development or whatever the heck it is. Is she the next step? Oh, is that why everything okay. seems to be tailored to her, and not why her backstory seems so fake? Her father is so aloof, and weird, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Very, her father seems more interested. He's like always be respectful of the dead, and she says, "I can talk to the dead." Is she the mm-hmm. dead? Right. Because she's not alive, because she's not a human. Yeah, that's I don't like I say I'm going way off into the deep end here. But what the hell? That's yeah. what, this is what for. are the dead? Are, would yeah. not AI? Would not an android? Would, an, well, an android. See, I often get back in the day. There used to be a, a kind of a difference, right, between android and robot. Right, an android is a robot made to look like a human, but is but it's mm-hmm. not organic. So what it may is she an organic Android? You know, I don't know. It's, there's a lot of questions <laughs> there. And, uh, Andy does seem very controlling. He seems controlling of Lee. He seems controlling of the situation. Obviously he's some tech billionaire, bro. So we know he's got to think, you know, he's listening to Joe Rogan a lot. He thinks that <laughs> the world is not real and you, you have no choices. So you can just be an asshole all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting setup there. I like that. The kill bill thing too. That's yeah, interesting. I really like that yep. too. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't, I, I wouldn't, well, I was watching, I'm like, why are the kill bill references here? I didn't, that, that, that I like that though. That's a very hmm. nice. And oh, very nice. Wow. Okay. I'm trying to think, is there anything else that I think we might have covered? Yeah. I don't Let's think I had any questions. other um, I don't think I had any other big ones that were that really stuck out to me, but no, yeah, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to keep watching. Hopeful that I'll recognize something from New Jersey, but New Jersey <laughs> is a vast and wonderful state and you'd be very, a lot of things are being shot in Jersey lately. Uh, it's very expensive to shoot in New York. Um, oh, yeah. Shooting in Jersey is fun. Um, so as we end the show, we should say, who do we, first of all, there's two murders really that we're trying to solve here, which is Bill's murder, but also did they actually solve 
the Silver Doe murder, right? We still don't know what happened at the end of that. Do you, do you, who do you think at this point in time, if I had to ask you, who do you think killed Bill? If we're just going to go straight on, like this is just a straight, straight on murder mystery. No, whatever you want, Ando, it's your show, baby. You answer it however you want. I, God, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe I like I it. I don't even have a good theory. That's fine. I, I don't think he's dead. I don't think any of this is real. I think that's a continuation of, I think he was killed dur- during the Silver Doe. I don't think Fangs ever existed. I think that some of this is an imagination. I think it's going to be too weird to even explain by the end of it. And I fucking love it. That's my answer. I, I, th- I, I like that. I like that answer because <laughs> it doesn't like none of the, like all of the guests and all the, like the typical tips, like when I had seen some of the things board the saying, it's a, it's a Agatha Christie for the new age. And I'm like, okay, well, Agatha Christie means it's a group of people and one of them did it or multiple of them <laughs> yeah, did it. Yeah. And I, I can't of all the guests and the people working at the hotel, nobody just sticks out at me as like, Oh, they had to have done it. I mean, it's just, it'd be too obvious if, if it was Clive Owen or, or Lee, or I mean, I should say Andy Ronson or Lee. How about, how about, how about AI is too obvious. Ah, see, that's what I was going to say is raised final development being a murderer. Well, and that, I hope that's not the case. That just seems way too obvious, but maybe Zoomer did it. (laughs) Well, (laughs) going to a little omen territory. (laughs) Yeah. Zoomer got out of control. All right. Um, it was like little Chucky. Um, I guess my, my guess, I guess my prediction is we don't something. I definitely think Sepinwall is wrong about this being just a normal, they're playing it safe, traditional yeah. thing. I think something there's going to be a huge plot twist that we're not going to see coming. Maybe we have seen it coming here, but I don't th- I think most people are going to be surprised by, it. I cannot wait to see what it is. Cause that's the show, especially the longer we've talked about it, the more I've really started to get into this. So me too. I can't wait until Monday. Yes. Thank you. Ando. thanks for doing the pod with me for taking the time for doing the notes, great notes for thinking about it. We're going to have a lot of fun this season. Um, we've really only, we've only got what f- six more weeks, five episodes, right? Yes. Um, cause there's only seven episodes, which is an interesting number. Seven is an interesting kind of mystical <laughs> for those of you into numbers. Um, I think we're going to just be on a wild fun journey. We're going to see what happens. We're going to keep listening to Bubba on the double P podcast network. Going to say hi to our other podcasts who are also covering this. Maybe we'll have some, I asked Bubba to come on at some point. We got to have Bubba come on the show. Yes. Yes, uh, we do. And do a show with us. We can't really come on his show because the way he, it's like YouTube and he's kind of, it's faster and quicker. So we're going to yeah. have him on to kind of expand on a lot more, his thoughts. A lot more editing, not exactly a free flowing. Exactly. He, he's got a lot more, like, yeah. actually, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. We, we just kind of, we just kind of go down the rabbit hole on the, <laughs> what is this? We're going to call it the murder at the end of the podcast at the end of the world podcast. <laughs> Sounds good, right? (laughs) That would be perfect. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Andy, did you have, before we go, do you have anything else you want to say before we go? 
I just I can't wait till next week when we record and I we can talk about how every single one of the theories that I threw out there is proven wrong for next week. So I, until then, I, love I can't it. wait. I know that's exactly what's going to happen to it. I love to be wrong. I love to be surprised. This show has surprised me. It's already made me feel. It was my number one most anticipated show of the fall. I'm really looking forward to it. My other one drops tonight. Monarch, the King Kong. Uh, we're not King oh, Kong. Oh, that's the tonight. Godzilla. Yeah, the Godzilla show on Apple oh, TV. I will be watching that tonight yeah, too, baby. Yes, Apple TV, the home of sci-fi. They they got um, uh, invasion just ended. Um, what, what's foundation? The, what, foundation. What's the one? Um, all men uh, all for all mankind. Oh, all for all mankind. Yeah, great stuff. And FX, of course, is always awesome too. So. Uh, We'll be tuning in next week to a murder at the end of the world. Thanks for listening. Go to DVRpodcast.com. If you love the show and you want to support us, become a patron at patreon.com slash DVR. Peace out, everybody.